This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. And I am extremely excited today because we have on with us um an expert who has been with hitched for years from, from probably from the very beginning or close to it um she is a nationally recognized etiquette expert and the owner of the protocol school of texas a company that specializes in etiquette training for corporations universities and individuals uh, striving to polish their interpersonal skills None other than Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hello, Steve. I'm so happy to be here with you. I am really excited to have you on with us. Um, you are uh, one of the most prolific contributors to Hitched. Uh, I'm sure anybody who's ever been to Hitched has seen your stuff, read your stuff, and probably shared it with their friends because it is just on point with uh daily life and things you know things that we so often forget so um i'm I'm really excited that we're finally doing the podcast together i am too and you know everybody has questions so this is a great venue to get some of those answered yeah and um i was i was talking with somebody the other day and i i, I mentioned that you were coming on and i and i was just saying how you know Etiquette's one of those things that you don't hear a lot about anymore, at least on the West. Maybe in the South, it's still big. But on the West Coast, you know, you don't hear people talk a lot about etiquette. And it might seem antiquated or old-fashioned, but really, good manners never goes out of style. That's right. And, you know, just this is a great way to start because I want to first get rid of that stereotypical myth of etiquette. And etiquette is this Victorian uh, era kind of mannerism and gestures, because we're not talking about pinkies up and simple please and thank yous and yes ma'ams and no ma'ams anymore. You know, we're in, in our adult world, in today's etiquette world, we're talking about being considerate and kind and getting along with others. And, you know, we say things when we're not even saying a word. What we, what we do speaks volumes, even when we, before we open our mouth. So yeah. that's the kind of etiquette I teach. Yeah, and one and we I don't know if you've been to the site this morning. I it just went up. It is actually, you know, kind of in honor of the Oscars, I put up one of the articles you've you uh, wrote in the past about uh, movie going etiquette. And one of the things that is kind of a, a modern uh etiquette rule is, you know, no texting in the theater. And that's right. just one of those courtesies that, you know, people didn't have to worry about fifteen years ago. But now it's something that, you know, Unfortunately, people have to be told, don't text during the movie. So That's right. That's right. And when we're sitting down at a board meeting or we're, we're at the table with our friends or our spouse, 
you know, we need to get rid of that cell phone, put it away. I yeah. say turn it off and leave it in the car or in the office because it's just too tempting if it's sitting there looking at you. Yeah, yeah. Well, today we are going to focus on dealing with in-laws and in-law etiquette. Um, so to, to, to get things rolling here, my first question for you is uh, who should handle in-law disputes? <laughs> you know, I kind of blast because the person that wants to handle it is normally the person that should not handle it you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. when, <laughs> because they're fired up. That's right. So um, let's, you know, the general rule of thumb is this. If it's your mother, if it's your mother, then you handle her, or your father, you handle him. Um, when you're married, and, you know, uh, I'll just take it from, from the wife's point of view, and, you know, my in-law would upset me, you know, my first reaction is to want to say something. But it's always better coming from the, the adult child. So, you know, child, the adult son or daughter. <laughs> yeah. So I think that really should be, in most circumstances, the route to take. Talk about it with your mate. Say, listen, you know, this is really, really bothering me. This continues to happen. And do you think you could just take care of it for me? Because they're going to have a, a, a more uh, forgiving ear if it comes from their son or their daughter. Okay. Now, if it doesn't work, you know, if it continues, whatever the situation is, uh, then you certainly should st- step up and be assertive and say, you know, this continues to happen or this, I know you probably don't even realize what you're doing, but this is what is happening. But first give your spouse the opportunity to, to handle it. Okay. And not because you're pawning it off on them, but because sure. the, the, the parents are going to have a, a, a better ear to hear. Okay, so general rule of thumb, blood deals with blood. That's kind of... That's good. I like that. Blood <laughs> deals with blood. <laughs> Can I use that one? I like yeah, that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, sticking with the in-law theme here, uh, growing up, we all have our own family rituals. Um, and when you get married, sometimes you form your own brand new rituals. Sometimes you adopt rituals from uh, your spouse. How do you go about expressing to the in-laws who may be shocked or appalled that you're not carrying on with the things that you grew up with? How do you express to them that you have some new rituals that you're going to participate in, particularly when you're talking holidays or birthdays or something along those lines? How do you express that to them? That's exactly what comes to my mind, you know, when you talk about rituals. is That's a big thorn in, in in-laws' paws is the holidays because they're used to having it a certain way for, for many, many years. And just exactly like you expressed it is how you do it. You know, you don't just spring it on them at the last minute, but you tell them in advance, look, this is what we're going to do this year. You know, this year we are going to spend, let's just use Christmas, for example, and we're going to spend Christmas Eve at home because we would like to establish some of our own rituals. But give them enough time so you don't want to shock them, you know, and and tell them the day or two before. And be prepared because they may be upset at first because this is new for them too. Because in their mind, they have these rituals that you've always been included in and they they um, they can romanticize now you're bringing your new, you know, spouse into the mix. So don't be... Don't be surprised if at first they're not overly thrilled about you breaking away. But that's part of that's part of uh, breaking away from family and making your own family. Mm-hmm. And I think you know that's 
uh, one of the things I feel people forget about uh, when they get married is, you know, this is a new thing for you, but for a lot of parents, it's also a new thing. So it's the first time they've ever been an in-law. And, you know, most of us don't take into consideration what their expectations are. Uh, so we really have to communicate uh, what your expectations are so that they know and you're on the same page. That's right. And, you know, we, we tend to just automatically think that we're going to break away completely and have our own ceremonies. But as time goes by, especially after you've been married a couple of years, you, you tend to, you want to be alone at first, but don't, exclude, don't forget that you can include your in-laws in some of these things. So, so you don't go to your mother-in-law's house or your mother's home for um, New Year's Eve anymore, but you invite them over to your home. Or you go out to a restaurant, or you know, so you can be creative with this. You don't have to completely ban them from some of these events. <laughs> no, that's a that's a really great point. Um, that's a great point. Uh, now, a lot of uh, marriages are not first marriages, and uh, this is you know I don't want to say it's more, one of the more modern things, but uh, there is obviously a proliferation of second and third and fourth marriages. Have you? Uh, now, that means there are a lot of ex-spouses that the in-laws may even like more. Um, how should a current spouse handle the situation when the ex is bragged about in conversation? Oh, that's a sticky situation. And, you know, in a perfect world, the in-laws, since we're specifically talking about in-laws, but even friends of the ex, they, oh, uh -huh. they would be... They would be uh, they would be thoughtful enough to think of the other person, the new, the new wife or the new husband. But, you know, some, they don't mean anything by it oftentimes. They're just not thinking about it. So if this is something that really is hurting your feelings, I think, once again, you can go to your husband or you can go to your wife and say, you know, I know your mom doesn't mean it. or I know your dad does not mean it when he or she brings your ex up. But it's really very uncomfortable for me. And do you think you could chat with them? And again, hopefully they will take they will take your spouse's um, concerns to heart. You know, regarding the new wife or husband. If not, then once again, I think you need to step up and say, Mary, I know you love um, Sandra. You know, so and so's. You know, David's ex. But it's really uncomfortable for me, and I just want you to know I'm—I don't dislike her, but I just hope that you will—you will consider me, you know, in in the conversation when you're making this conversation because it makes me uncomfortable and makes others uncomfortable as well. You know, there's also other people around that I'm sure are squirming. Yeah. <laughs> that said, there's also kids involved, so I don't think that you know, for the kids' sake, that the ex's name should be banned from conversation. Sure, you know, okay. we need to be realistic. So yeah. when there are children involved, I think we need to be very respectful of the kids as well. Okay. Um, and and what we've, been, we've been talking a lot about uh, in-laws, and, and not to say that we've been painting them in a negative light, but, you know, in-laws don't have to be a, a negative thing in someone's lives. They can be great things. I mean, for many, many millions, they are great uh, additions to your family. Um, Absolutely. We shouldn't automatically think of the in-law as the enemy. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you know, in, in, everybody loves Raymond, that, that show, you know, with <laughs> yeah. the in-law. Yes. <laughs> that's, 
that's mainly where our brains go. You know, that's the stereotypical mother-in-law. But that's not what mother-in-laws are for many, many people, maybe even most people. But we tend to be more offended when it's family in general, and especially when it's someone that we're married to that we feel is trying to take over because we automatically go there in our brains. Mm-hmm. So I say we have to give them a, first of all, we need to give them a break. You know, they're yeah. a part of our family. It is much better to get along with everyone than to have, you know, boundaries. You know, we always need boundaries, but I'm talking, you know, a line drawn in the sand. So they don't necessarily have to be our enemy, and especially if we use our respect and consideration to them. And, and start out, you know, you talked about multiple exes. I was just at a wedding that was their third wedding, and a very, very happy bride and groom, and both exes were there with their family. So, wow. you know, it can happen. We can be friends with our ex and their family. Now, I don't know that if it's a, you know, a common common thing to have everybody over for, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, (laughs) but (laughs) but sometimes it works, you know. Now, going on, continuing this theme of of good in-laws, sometimes uh, you and your spouse may have an argument uh, or a disagreement about something, and you might be really close with your in-laws, and so that may be the first person or the first people that you think to go to to kind of get their opinion on it. Should you go to your in-laws to complain about their son or daughter? (laughs) Very very carefully. (laughs) You know, you're going to use your best judgment. Because first of all, if if you're asking for help or if you're asking for guidance from anyone, in-law or no in-law, you need to look at who you're asking. You know, be... You have to see if they are in a functional relationship. Can they make some good uh, good suggestions to you based on what you see? So if you're going to your in-law, but they're doing the exact same thing your spouse is doing, that's probably not you know not your best choice. Okay. Um, on the other hand, they might be able to give you some insight if you approach them in a very non-threatening way. You know, and uh, and again, it, it, are you going behind the back of your about behind the back of your spouse, well, some people might say yes, but not if you do it in the right vein, you know, with the right motives. You know, you might go to your to your husband's mother and say, you know, I'm just, I know that this is how he does it, and I just want to know what, how, where did this come from? What could I do? You know, how can I, how can I help in this situation? Okay, because they might have some insight that you know they they've they've grown up with, they've raised. So they, sure. they might have that insight that helps. Sure. Uh, and, and to, to wrap things up on the, on the, on our first ever podcast, uh, <laughs> uh, on an in-laws particularly, um, you know, in-laws are also grandparents and they, you know, and the good ones will help babysit, uh, when you ask them, um, or they volunteer, but sometimes, you know, they don't always babysit the way that you may want them to, and they might not treat your kids the way you want them to. Uh, but since they're doing your favor, it, can you or is it appropriate to criticize the way that they babysit? Well, criticize is the is the key word here that gets me. I think it's appropriate to let them know how you want, you know, what you expect, what your expectations are. You know, this is the menu that I I want them to have. This is nap time for them. Um, you know, they they aren't to to play in this area. So you know, you give them guidelines. But that said. I don't think that if, for example, if 
grandma gives them white bread rather than wheat bread, that should, and that's not grounds for saying you can never babysit my child again. <laughs> so, you know, they're doing you a favor. Uh, we have to keep it all in perspective. If you don't want, if you don't like the way they babysit, then you have to find another babysitter. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, that's your, that's your choices. So you have to determine that based on what you see with the grandparents and how they're treating your child. Now, if they're not treating my child well, I'm certainly not going to give them a second chance. But perhaps um, you don't like the way they discipline or lack, the di- lack of discipline. So, again, you have to consider that. Is that something that you can live with, you know, for that hour or two or, or three days if you go off on a vacation? Okay. And it's communication, just communicating back and forth. I think that is the key, keeping open communication between you, your family, and the in-laws. That, you know, that I was just, we, the, the very last uh, podcast I had recorded, uh, that was the theme of <laughs> the whole thing that kind of summed everything up was good communication. If, if you communicate well with the people you're dealing with, then you can resolve almost anything. And I, I think that's a great point to kind of wrap this up on is communicating properly with your, with your in-laws. So, uh, Diane, that, like I said, that's going to do it for us this week. So thank you so much for your time. It was my pleasure, Steve. This is great fun. Uh, and a reminder for everyone who is listening, you are listening to Diane Gotsman, who is a nationally recognized etiquette expert and is the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals striving to polish their interpersonal skills. You can get more information at uh, Diane's website, protocolschooloftexas.com. You can follow her on Twitter, Diane Gotsman. Uh, you can also uh, become a fan uh, on uh, Facebook. Proto- it's facebook.com slash protocol school of Texas. And Diane is also an author. Uh, the book is titled Pearls of Polish. And if you can't remember all of that, uh, you can find all of her information on Hitched. Uh, there's the experts tab on the homepage, uh, and scroll down a little bit. It's alphabetical order. You'll see Diane Gotsman there and, uh, we have links to everything there. So one last time, Diane, thank you so much. And I can't wait to do this again. Same here. Okay. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.